something curious about this broadcast. Welcome to the Garbage Pod, episode 6 for Saturday the 31st of March 2012. As you can probably tell, I'm actually recording this segment of the show from the bathroom, which um, I know sounds a bit odd, but um, if you've listened to any of the TGP extras, you'll notice that I've already done one from the bathroom, and uh, it's a place where I can relax, and therefore um, it's going to be a bit of a hodgepodge of a show today. There's going to be a lot of different recording um, levels and atmospheres, if you like. For example, the, the recordings are going to sound a little bit different depending on what room I'm in uh, or where I am. There's some interesting content left over from the recordings I made with Adri Mallows. First of all, I'm going to mention a few things that are going on. I've just received a book through one of the Amazon Marketplace companies. It's a company I've used before called Awesome Books. and They're, they're pretty good, actually. Um, the book I've ordered, or the book that, was, that came today is uh, a book on history but um, I know Mr. Vobes probably will disagree with me when I say it's a very interesting part of history because he likes ancient history. I also like ancient history but there's certain parts of modern history that fascinate me and one of these is the Cold War. It's a, it's a very fascinating time in world history, not just in UK history. I grew up in a time where you had all the American air bases with um, the B-52s ready to go at any particular time. If uh, there were problems in the East, shall we say. And this book uh, actually goes alongside a television series by Jeremy Isaacs and it, yeah, as I say it complements the television series which I never actually saw um, but I've managed to get hold of the series there's 24 episodes in, in total and they're about 45 minutes each um, so I look forward to watching those and reading the extracts and um, what have you in the book also um, yeah, I, I do collect bits and pieces to do with the Gulf, uh, the Gulf War, I'm talking about the Cold War. I have a, a video called Threads, which came out in originally in 1984, 85, something like that. And it was, um, it's nearly two hours long, and it's a it is a, it's not a documentary, it's a docudrama about what would happen uh, if um, the UK got bombed by nuclear, uh, nuclear weapons. And it's actually set up in Sheffield. And the reason why Sheffield would have got bombed is that it's an industrial town, city, very industrial steelworks and things like that which nowadays is not so much because a lot of the steelworks have closed down but back in the 1980s steel was a very big industry in the north yeah this is this is all about um, what would happen during the blast what would happen to the survivors and um, it, it goes from I think um, it, it's three months before the blast actually happens and up to 10 years after. And it is um, based around two families, actually. Um, it's a very, very interesting and, and at the time, incredibly shocking piece of film. Um, and it does bring it home to you, uh, what would actually happen. Um, after it got shown in 1984-85, uh, it got archived and never played again 
until 2002 and now it is available on DVD um, it's been available for about five years now on DVD I can't say I enjoy watching it but I, I, ha I keep watching it there's something about it that makes me want to watch it I've also got a DVD called Protect and Survive now this DVD is made up of public service films that never actually went out on the air. These films were to inform the general public of what to do, how to build a shelter, a, a nuclear shelter, how to um, make sure that you've got enough supplies so that once you're in the shelter you don't come out for a certain amount of time, what to do if one of your members of your family died this guy is very morbid, but it's it's unbelievable viewing. It really is. It's very very scary, and the bit that makes it more scary for me is there's a tiny piece of music at the beginning of each of these public service films, and it's done by the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, and it's kind of the. Uh, Incidental music that you would have heard in the old, not the new Doctor Who, the old Doctor Who. And um, it does, when I hear that piece of music, send shivers down my spine. There was a booklet that actually did go out to the general public called Protect and Survive. And I have that as a PDF file and it's basically the diagrams on how to make these shelters and things. But when I was a kid, it's all you used to see on the news was things are getting hostile here and things are getting hostile there and we were on the brink of a nuclear war, which never actually happened, thanks to people like um, Mikhail Gorbachev, who was a great Russian leader. But, you know, you see what's going on with Iran, with their... Um, trying to boost their nuclear capabilities and North Korea and hmm, you think, can it happen again? We can't let it happen again. And that's why I uh, watch and read this stuff is because it got to remind yourself that this stuff can never happen. It can, it can, it can never happen. Anyway, away from all that, I've managed to get myself a couple of tickets to another show. Uh, when I say a show, it's an exhibition, uh, a bit like uh, the two Ideal Home shows that I got tickets for. The the one that um, I've been to recently and the one that I went to back in December, which um, I've got some video footage of that, which I'm going to put in the video section of the Garbage Pod website. Um, this other show that I'm going to in May is based around the television program Grand Designs. Now, if you're not aware of what Grand Designs is, it's a program where people with a lot of money, <laughs> being that money be no object to what they want to achieve, uh, get in touch with the television station, um, which is Channel 4, and they film from the word go, so that might be just a plot of land, and eventually it becomes their dream home, um, everything they want. Some of these houses are like old churches that have been converted, or will be converted into to massive mansion-type houses. And they have top architects coming in to, to design the, the buildings for them. And oh, it, we are talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds to, um, to build these houses. Um, sometimes going into millions. And there's an exhibition over at the XL uh, Centre in Docklands in London in May and um, I've managed to get myself a pair of tickets for this so uh, Donnie and I will be on our way there to have a look round at some of these designs and, and it should be quite 
quite an interesting exhibition actually looking at things that we can't afford <laughs> I've made some changes to the website and you probably will have seen this uh, if you've been on the website the TGP Extra has been given its own dedicated page so that it separates from the main shows so if you want to listen to TGP Extras uh, and you haven't already subscribed or you don't want to subscribe you just want to listen to it straight from the web page you, you can go straight to the TGP Extra web page and listen to them there the same with the main shows as I've just mentioned I've added a video section on the website there's only I think three videos on there as I speak uh, one of them's the grand opening of the uh, Owsbury Brew House at the, the Hot Pole in, in Owsbury, uh, which I mentioned in episode 5. There's a little video about what a square egg and square sausage sandwich is, because I have mentioned them on um, Twitter and people might think I'm a bit crazy. So I thought I'd uh, put on there what one actually is. And what was the other one? Oh yeah, a little piece about the man in the can who is a character that will be coming soon to the garbage pod. And um, I'm hoping I can get a recording uh, of me having a conversation with the guy who I used to work with on a... Uh, community style project when I came up with the idea of the man in the can 20 years ago um, he's heard the podcasts and he says it's very similar to the stuff we used to do back in the day so it'd be interesting to to talk to him again because I haven't talked to him in oh my word it's probably 10 years so that'll be good yeah, that's about it for now on what's coming up on the garbage pod. Um, let's carry on with today's episode. Hopefully it'll be enjoyable for you. You are listening to the garbage pod. Have you heard the Eurovision entry for the UK this year? I have not, no. So graceful and pure, a smile bathed in light. No matter the distance, a miracle of sight. Though I should have known, I could not turn away. When faced with your beauty, no reason can stay. As you kiss him in the moonlight. Heavy words I say If you love someone Follow your heart Cause love comes once If you're lucky enough Though I'll miss you forever The hurt will run deep Only love can set you free Trust in your dreams, run with no fear And if you should stumble, remember I'm near As a ghost I will walk, I look deep in my soul I might find another, you gave me that hope So as you kiss him in the moonlight Heavy words I say If you love someone Follow your heart Because love comes once If you're lucky enough Though I miss you forever And the hood will run deep Only love can set you free Follow 
So that was our Eurovision entry for this year, and it was Ingelbert Humperdinck and Love Will Set You Free. You're joking. I am not joking. 75 years old, and he's representing the UK in the Eurovision Song Contest this year. Oh man! <laughs> well, you see, there is method. Ooh, there is method in the madness, to be honest. And the reason is that Engelbert Humperdinck, over the last few years, has been doing incredibly well in Eastern Europe. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Trying yeah. to sway all those votes that normally give us nil point. Uh huh. Now, a lot of people haven't thought about that, but I'm thought hang on a minute yeah there is truth in that the the track is going to be produced by a guy called and I, excuse me if I get his name wrong Martin Tarif or Martin Tarif who has previously worked with Mary J Blige and James Morrison oh yeah okay and the song yeah. is co-written by um, Sasha Scarbeck who wrote for Adele and Lana Del Rey. Oh, well, okay, yeah, Adele, great voice, just don't let her speak. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for the awards, oh, it's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and the song is, it's been recorded in three places, strangely. It's been recorded in London, um, Los Angeles, and Nashville. Excuse me. That's what I did. Oh, that's better. I'm hoping that was you taking a drink rather than taking a whiz. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm in the kitchen, mate, and I haven't gone that far away. There's no way I'm peeing in the sink, okay? So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't built yourself a little st- set of steps then. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a set of steps for getting on top of the fridge. Now, when I say that, our fridge is a fridge freezer, so... <laughs> And so it's about five foot tall, so you probably need a couple of steps. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> well, put it this way: a door is six foot six, and it's about two inches shorter than that. So, okay. And it's the only way I can get me Jack Daniels off the top of it. Oh, fair play. So, uh, Jack Daniels? No, you want Jamesons? That's what you want. Um, I've got Grants up there as well. I think. Well, I've got Grants up there. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, bad joke, man, bad joke. <laughs> but yeah, um, and I don't think Ireland want the Eurovision again this year. Why, they sent in Jedward again? Yep. <laughs> they did quite well last year, they didn't they? They did better than Blue. Yeah. They, they, I think they were one place above Blue, I think. Was it? Help me out here, the last time, did we actually win it? I think we did, but if memory serves, the last time... We won it or had did really well. Was going back to the days of Gina G with Who Are Just a Little Bit. No, 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 no. We, we can go a bit nearer than that. I think it okay, was we... about 1997. Oh, this is sad. 1997, we won it with Katrina and the Waves and Shine oh, okay. a Little Love or something like that, it was called. It was the one when that um, Israeli transvestite. Won it, uh, won it the year after. Um, what was that? D- Dana International, whatever it was called, Diva International. I can't remember. But um, yeah, uh, we last won it in 1997. Oh, I do believe we've lost contact. How Adrian Mallows is offline. Hold on while we try to get the call back. Oh, pardon me. Oh, that was a call back to the mothership. Let me just get rid of the call and try and get him back myself. Mark. Taylor. He who knows everything. Don't encourage him. The man's a simpleton. You are listening to The Garbage Pod.
Hello, matey. Hello, mate. Sorry about that. My connection just dropped off for a few minutes. Yeah, it's telling me that on the screen, <laughs> just as you said it. Oh, okay. Um, right. So, so Katrina and the waves and the uh, transvestite. <laughs> yeah. That, um, that Sorry, I can't right. remember if that was the year after that Diva International won it. I think it was 1998. But, yeah, 1997, Katrina and the waves. Was Gina G96 then, or was she a bit earlier than that? I don't think Gina G actually won Eurovision, you know. Did she not? No, I don't think she did. But it was such a catchy tune. <laughs> what, who are Cantonar? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I've just noticed a little mark on my dining room table. Is it Mark Taylor? Mark Taylor's smaller than me. Is he? Yeah, yes. he's a midget. Uh... <laughs> you are listening to The Garbage Pod. There's a couple of news stories that I'd like to bring up. Not quite literally. Mm. Um, do you... Uh, hang on, do you get the Gazette where you are? Whether the same one that they have in Hemel or not? No. Uh, okay. We get the Hertfordshire Advertiser. Oh, right, okay. And the one that sounds like a steam train. Um, the Letchworth and Bulldog Comet. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> like it is literally the train that joins the two. <laughs> um, right, I've got one new story here. This, this is quite a short story, but I thought it might bring up some uh, response from yeah, yourself. Uh, I'm going to have to apologise for people here because I don't speak Welsh, so um, <laughs> some of the names might be a bit off on this. Um, a grandmother in South Wales was fined for littering after a thread of cotton fell off of her glove. You are joking. Valerie George, 71, was out shopping when a council environmental enforcement officer, that's a good one, uh, approached her with a £75 fixed penalty fine. For a thread dropping off her glove? Yep. Mrs George from Brinois in Gwent was stunned, particularly as she lives on a pension of £105 a week. She said, it's ridiculous, I caught my watch on my glove and didn't even notice the cotton fall. Yeah, surely you don't find them, she just picks it up and everyone's happy. If you're a true environmentalist, you wouldn't write, you know, waste paper writing a ticket for someone if you just get them to pick up the cotton off the floor, surely. Yeah, well, it's just a, a job's worth by... Any better word to to pick? Yeah. Um, it says... Um, Blanau Gwent Council decided to withdraw the fine yesterday. This was um, Monday, I think this was. So the yeah. spokesman said an offence was committed, but pursuing the fine was not in line with its priorities. Yeah, in other words, this guy's an absolute joker and we've caned him for it. <laughs> Pretty much, he's no longer... He's probably picking up letter himself and giving him a job <laughs> collecting rubbish. Being an environmentalist, there you go, mate. Here's a little picker, here's a black sack, off you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, c- I just couldn't believe it when I read this. I thought, I've got to say something about this. That is just an absolute joke. Any other person would just say... You know, just uh, do you want to pick it up or even pick it up themselves? Or maybe that would contravene health and safety if he picked it up themselves because he wasn't wearing gloves and it wouldn't have been sterile and all that kind of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, health and safety Nazis again. We, we don't like to use the N-word around here. <laughs> People might get confused. <laughs> To, to coin a phrase from Craig Charles and everyone going around saying Zeke Health, Zeke Health. Zeke Health, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Craig <laughs> <laughs> um, Charles is the legend. <laughs> I want to know if he's going to tour again because I'd love to go and see him again. 
Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen him. I went to see him with a friend of mine, Colin, and that was at the Civic. And Colin and I were the only ones wearing Red Dwarf bomber jackets. It was quite sad. (laughs) We'd have appreciated that, though. Yeah, yeah. And the second time was a thank you present from your stepbrother for being best man at his wedding. Oh, brilliant. It, it was that when you um, was that when he took you out and you went to the Harrow afterwards and you ended up having to buy him a pint of vodka and orange? Well, I bought him a pint of vodka and orange, but uh, that was uh, in Bedford at the Corn Exchange. Oh, OK. Because um, Craig Charles was actually at the Civic and he had a drink down the Harrow... Uh, on the day that Andy got married. Oh, okay, yeah. And he felt a bit guilty that I didn't get to go and see Craig. Because another friend of mine, Darren, he actually texted me at the wedding and said, guess who I just bumped in down the harrow? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But you see, I'm sure you've told me a story about either... Either you getting his autograph while Andy was in the toilet or something. Andy had gone off, I think he had gone to the loo, and um, I had the tickets, and um, I was talking talking to Craig, because I'd I'd met him before, and um, I said, can you sign this for my friend Andy? And um, he's just got as far as AN, and I said, can you do it with an I rather than a Y? And I uh, came back, he came back and gave him the ticket and he looked at me and he goes, Oh, he knows! So, yeah, I told him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like he knows you personally, fella. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's like, he, um, Andy had asked Craig a question, something along the lines of, because not too long before we went to Bedford, Craig had just got remarried and Andy said is there any advice you could give me and he said have you done it and he said yeah he said it's too late now so he said uh, he said you don't want advice from me he said this is my third wife (laughs) (laughs) brilliant (laughs) news stories do we have any more, fella? We do. We have one that um, might have had an interest to you. Remember when you were over in New York and you took some photographs of a aircraft carrier on the Hudson? Ah, uh, yes, the Intrepid. That's right. Um, and I said to you that that is going to be the home of the Space Shuttle Enterprise. Yes, you did, yes. After I'd said that they'd stolen one of our Concords. Yeah, you were just trying <laughs> to work out why there was a Concord on an aircraft carrier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a sight, but there we go. <laughs> well, um, the Enterprise, uh, which never actually flew into space, but paved the way for the rest of them. This yeah. was just, the, the Enterprise was used to see whether it could actually come back on its own. Oh, what, so they flew it up to the, to the, to the edge of space and to see and if it could come back. back. Yeah. Um, it will arrive, it will arrive in New York City on April the 23rd. Um, this is according to the museum uh, officials. Uh, this was on March the 1st. Um, the prototype orbiter's arrival in the Big Apple will start its journey to a new display at the Intrepid Air, Sea and Space Museum, a coveted World War II aircraft carrier turned museum complex. Yeah. The Enterprise, um, in, uh, since 2003, has been on display at the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum in uh, Virginia. And it's going to be flown on uh, one of the specially modified Boeing 747s. Yeah. Piggyback. um, From Dulles Airport to JFK. Um, And then it's going to be taken from there on a ferry um, 
to the Intrepid. Right. So, um, it says the, the Enterprise's final flight to New York will be the first time it's it's been in the air since it was flown to the Smithsonian uh, in 85, but it's only actually been on display since 2003. It's been in uh, like a warehouse. Um, it says... Uh, they've been inspecting it and getting it all ready for the last two years to make it uh, airworthy and um, it'll be uh, it'll have a special procession down the Hudson River as it passes the New York landmarks you know the Statue of Liberty and the site of the um, World Trade Centre and all all that Mm. and um Then, from there, um, <clears throat> the same week that that actually moves away from the Smithsonian, the Space Shuttle—let's get this right—Discovery is going to the Smithsonian. And where's that currently being held? Then that's actually being sorted out at the moment. It's been having all its innards taken out and stuff and whatnot. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's actually at Florida. They're all at Florida at the moment, apart from apart from um, Enterprise. Um, let's get this right now, where the, all of them are going. Um, I've got it on here somewhere. Here we go. Yeah, the Discovery's going to the Smithsonian in in, in Virginia. The Endeavour is going to the California Science Centre in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and, and Atlantis is staying at Kennedy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Discovery was my favourite of the of the shuttles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all had their own personality. Uh, Discovery was always known as the Diva. Yeah. Uh, the reason for this is um, on her last flight on the last launch she yeah. decided she didn't want to go she, she 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 wasn't ready to go and it took three attempts before she could actually be launched really <laughs> yeah she she didn't really want to go <laughs> she had a bit, of, a bit of a swan song <laughs> wow. well at least she managed to go and come back though eh? yeah but yeah. that happens it only goes one way mm-hmm. this is true and um the one that's going to California Science Centre, the the Endeavour, is going to have a bit of a makeover. So she's gone all Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and Kennedy wants Atlantis as it was when it landed. Well, yeah. Dirt and all. They want it as it was. I have heard that the Atlantis is going to stay um, airworthy. Oh really? Just in case, because uh, yeah. uh, I think Atlantis is the newest of of the crew of of the uh, fleet. Mm. Um, so that uh, it's only a rumor, but uh, I I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But that's what I heard. Mm. Because well, I know we've had this discussion I think before, but because um, when we went to Houston a few years ago, I'm sure they're working on them. Was it the um, the Orion project, I think, wasn't it, with the two-phase rockets? Yeah, um, that's been scrapped. Um, hang on, uh, no, Orion hasn't been scrapped. Ares has been scrapped. The actual rockets that are, um, the Orion is attached to, uh, Ar- Orion is the capsule on the top. Ah, uh, okay. Um, that is still going ahead. The Orion, uh, the Orion. Um, will be uh, used on uh, missions by other rocket makers so uh, the Orion has been designed so that it will fit onto a number of different rockets so that if one kind of rocket goes down 
and they have, yeah. to, they have to scrub it for a while because there's a problem it can be fixed to another rocket and go up so including uh, Russian rockets uh, only American ones okay <laughs> um, but SpaceX uh, uh, I can't remember it I think it's next month now it's been pushed back have got their Dragon um, capsule yeah that is attached to the Falcon 9 and that is going up to the space station next month hopefully and docking and docking with it unmanned at the moment unmanned eventually it will have a crew on there yeah so that'll be a good one um so with companies like SpaceX and such like using their facilities to ferry stuff to and from uh earth and low um space orbit Mm. which is basically where the um ISS, the International Space Station, is. It mm-hmm. means that the uh, Orion capsule can concentrate on going further adrift. Um, before they go to Mars, they want to land on moving objects, i.e., asteroids and stuff. Yeah, that's their plan. So. I don't know what the time scale on that is. I th- I'd imagine it's going to be about 30 years before they actually get to that kind of thing. I mean, if they want to go to Mars, I personally think they should send older people. Uh, the reason for that is that then they don't have to bring them back. Interesting. <laughs> what will they do with them once they're dead? <laughs> Just push them into space? <laughs> Let the Martians deal with it. Um, <laughs> You're going to end up with basically like a total recall colony on Mars, is that what we're thinking? Oh, uh, pretty much. But, you see, the uh, Chinese have now... Uh, did you know that the Chinese have got a space station? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, and if I looked it up, I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it. But um, they have a space station up that isn't manned at the moment. Mm. Um, but with the money they've got over there, I can see them going back to the moon. I think China, China will be on the moon before anybody else. Mm. I just don't like the idea that people want to either pol- uh, populate the uh, the moon or Mars because when you put a certain amount of mass on a moving object <laughs> yeah. in orbit, you're probably going to either push it out of orbit or at least affect its orbit to a point where if you colonise the moon to a point where the mass sort of affects its orbit, the moon's orbit affects pretty much everything on Earth with tides and winds and everything, mm-hmm. and might end up screwing us over. <laughs> well, the, the moon is, is always moving away slightly. It's, it's currently, it does it every now and then. Not enough to really make a difference, but it is moving away. Um, I tell you, um, look it up on, on uh, YouTube, but look up Iron Skies. Yeah. Now, this is a conspiracy theory. This has been made into a movie which is unbelievable. Really? You remember that the uh, the Germans were building rockets at the end of World War Two. Yes. The, the V-2 rocket, which the Russians then took over, which went on to the Vostok, and then went on to uh, the Soyuz, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. Now, this conspiracy theory goes that they actually made a space-travelling rocket. Lots of them. And they sent a small colony to the far side of the moon. And that's where the Nazis have been living since 1945. Now, in 2018, they want to come back. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting theory. (laughs) It's a brilliant trailer. You've got to see it. It, it's, but then I suppose um, <laughs> I tell you, I tell you how this is going as well. The conspiracy theory goes, and this is the controversy on this trailer. Yeah. Who is president of the United States in 2018? Not Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> really? Yep. 
in this film, Sarah Palin is president. Oh, in the film? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 in the film. Sarah Palin is president. Okay, yeah, you're right. It's a bit far fetched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tell you what, like, well, obviously, you won't touch too much on the political, but Obama seems to be getting himself in a bit of a bit of a fight at the moment, didn't it? I don't know why, but there's so many, so many people. Well, there seems to be so much hatred for him out there at the moment, and I just, I don't understand it. When you take over a country in what was an incredibly shit state. You can't expect a miracle overnight. No. I mean, he's not Jesus. No. Um, and so have you seen... Um, uh, I don't know if you watch uh, 10 O'Clock Live. Uh, hang on, no, is that the one with Jimmy Carr? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I've seen bits of it, but never sort of sat down. And... Right. Um, once again, if you go on to... Um, onto the Garbage Pod website and look on the yep. video pages. There is a video of... Um, oh, what's her name? The girl off of that. Laverne. Yeah, Lauren Laverne. She is... Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she is... Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> she is doing a, a little piece on there about the so-called Republican candidates and how yeah. scary they actually are. Now, I can't remember... Is it Mitt Romney, is it? Yeah. Something like that, isn't Mitt, it? Yeah. Mitt Romney. He, apparently, and I don't quote me on this because I've only heard it from there, <laughs> is a Mormon, OK? That's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing that he's a Mormon. But... Just someone needs to tell him that he can only have one first lady. <laughs> but get this... <laughs> His father-in-law was an atheist. And when he died, a year after he died, Mitt Romney had him converted to Mormon. How, how do you convert someone that's dead? I don't know. But that apparently I... is what happened. <laughs> I mean, do you really want somebody who is president... <laughs> <laughs> does stuff like that no true but then I suppose I suppose if if a dead guy can win an election then uh, you can probably convert them to a Mormon <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the, the film Distinguished Gentleman yeah Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy yeah. Eddie Murphy <laughs> fuck him man <laughs> excuse the language but yeah yeah. But that that is a class film when it comes to politics Yes, very uh, much it, so. It got slated, the film, quite heavily, but I thought it was quite good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was brilliant. That's it's definitely a... one of his top films up there. Like the, You talk about like Trading Places and Beverly Hills Cop, and I think it's going to be one of them. You see, with Trading Places, right, you've got um, uh, Coming to America... Now, there's bits in Coming to America. Just bear with me one second. The freezer's making that funny noise again. Yeah, no worries, dude. Just got to remember to turn it back on again. <laughs> yeah, to be, I'll remind you, don't worry. <laughs> the, um, yeah. You watch Coming to America and there's a lot of references to trading places. Really? In the film, yeah. If you go to the bit in in Coming to America where he takes Lisa to the museum and he sees his yes. family on the wall and all that kind of stuff, and he takes oh, her to that expensive restaurant, and those true, uh, he's, he's given some money to some old. Um, yeah, he gives it to um, he gives it to the brothers Randolph Randolph and, uh, and Mortimer. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And and then he says, Mortimer, we're, we're back, back in business. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just like subtle things like that. When you say that, yes, I do remember now the the Mortimer. Yeah, because <laughs> they come running up to the window. Yeah, thank banging, you. thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Trading Place, such a great film, though. I See, think. that's an under underestimated film, really. I think uh, uh, yeah. of of his films, but it's the film that really made him. It's the film yeah. that discovered him, really. He did do a film before that called 
Uh, best defense. Uh, Eddie Murphy and Dudley Moore. Is it is a lawyer or something like that, isn't he? Or no, best defense. Um, Eddie Murphy is a tank commander in Iraq. Uh, yeah. And Dudley Moore is uh, an inventor that invents this um, defense mechanism that is inbuilt into these tanks. And he says they're not ready to go out onto these tanks, but the government says we want them, and we want them now. Oh, uh, right, okay. And, of course, Eddie Murphy's in this tank, he goes to fire it, it doesn't work, and he has to sort of get himself out of the situation kind of thing. It's quite ironic, really, because it was made in 1984. Before the first Gulf War? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. <laughs> so they they all have known for a while that there's gonna be something going on out there. Yeah, true. But, I mean have you ever I mean do you watch twenty four? I I hadn't watched it religiously, but um I know bits and pieces about it. Like I think um a lot of the time, like especially in the earlier um seasons and that it really kind of hits home. It's pretty much bang on the money. Like it's all sort of it's all relevant almost. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously when they because they have the the first black president in the first couple of seasons with David Palmer. Like in the first season, he's presidential candidate. Then the, the first president and um, just like the different terrorist groups that are actually it's not always terrorists. Sometimes it's what what they call themselves as true patriots. Mm-hmm. I believe in the um, in the sort of beginning series and things like that. So. It's sort of really bang on the money to a point where it has uh, um, a really corrupt president when it gets to about season six, President Logan, um, right around the Bush era, so that's <laughs> quite uncanny. Um, sort of, and then um, moved on to a woman president right before Hillary came into like the presidential race, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all kind of, admittedly, I thought, until they had the. Um, what was it the the Democratic Convention? I think until until they had that when sort of Obama truly took over as the lead candidate. I honestly thought we would have Hillary, but obviously history's happened. We've got Obama, and hopefully you'll get him for another term. Personally, I can't see it, but I'm looking at what's going on. I don't, I, I don't really <clears throat> see how anybody else is going to sort it out. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not just America uh, that's got the. I mean, the the economic downfall. I mean, the, the whole of the Western world is 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 pretty screwed. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest yeah, with up, you. Up. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's the last news story. Anyway. Yeah. And the title of it is "Auto-corrected text message sends schools into lockdown." Oh. <laughs> A text message error has resulted in the temporary closure of two US schools. Is it mentioned SARS? <laughs> the <laughs> education institutes in West Hall, Georgia, were locked down after a handset autocorrected feature added the word gunman <laughs> into the outgoing message, sparking no, widespread concern, says the Gainesville Times. The school system always relies on law enforcement for school safety and any time they request a lockdown, we do it without any question, Yeah, says the uh, um, school spokesman. Uh, we take every precaution concerning a potential threat of danger. The text sent to a resident of West Hall community was intended to read, gonna be at West Hall today, <laughs> gonna be at West Hall today. Now, G-U-N-A. G-U-N-N-A. Right? It's now, Gonna. I would have put Gonna, not Gunner. <laughs> Only to become Gunman when it went to the other end because the predictive text didn't recognise Gunner. No, which it wouldn't because it's not English. Yeah. Or American. <laughs> <laughs> it's so just, how, wouldn't the actual message f- fully read them once it... It just before? said... It just said... Gunman. Gun, well, gunman be at West Hall today. Gunman be at West Hall today. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, I would have then gone back to the person and gone, what? 
Yeah, you do. You know the old, uh, the, old the Family Guy in the the second uh, Star Wars thing, where he's like, oh, "I'm your father," and like he carries on talking, and then he goes, "What?" <laughs> That's what you'd go back with, isn't it? <laughs> you wouldn't go. Oh, hang on, I'll call the police. <laughs> you'd just check it out first. Yeah, you'd be like, seriously, mate, what? <laughs> Yeah, because we've all seen the back and forth, haven't we? You know, the old autocorrect um, emails and stuff that go around. It's, it's, it's a bit like that episode of, uh, of Red Dwarf when um, uh, Rimmer's reading out that... Um, oh, no, Lister's reading out that letter to, to, uh, to Rimmer because Rimmer can't pick up the letter. Oh, yes. And he says, your father is dead. Uh, his dad. His your dad. father uh, is dead. Oh, no, dead. Your father's dead. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he died in his jeep sleep. Uh, yeah, brilliant. But um, that is. Um, it I is. Don't see why they'd be so cautious? But you would go back to the person first and say, "Did you really just say this?" And then they'd be like, uh, "No." <laughs> Can you imagine that? You could just imagine SWAT turning up and everything, can't you? Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> what, what about the person who actually sent that text message? Did the SWAT team like literally just raid the guy's house or something? It doesn't actually say. Um, Sergeant Stephen Wilbanks of Hall County Sheriff's Office Department commented it was a combination of odd circumstances. We want to emphasise that the recipient did the right thing in reporting the message doesn't say okay it doesn't say that the person who sent it ended up having like a a howitzer like shoved up his rectum because he (laughs) (laughs) because they thought he was going to do something you got me in trouble fella (laughs) yeah you got me in a little bit of bother (laughs) mind you did Uh, I tell you about the story Uh, this is a well it's not a good one but um Somebody phoned my grandparents once and, well, they didn't say it was me, but my nan assumed it was me phoning. And um, whoever it was on the end of the phone says, um, I've killed them both. Yeah. And my nan thought that I'd killed my mum and dad. Oh, right. And um, she got hold of the police in Hemel, who got in touch with the police in Aylesbury, and the next thing I know, there's two vans of police, uh, one uh, one van out the back, one van out the front. And this is the uh, the really, really weird thing about it is they sent a lone, really small WPC to knock on the door. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Two vans of big butch blown police officers would send a lone woman police officer to answer, to knock at the door. I'm assuming your mum or dad answered. My mum was in. If they hadn't been in, if they'd both been at work, I'd have been in trouble. Yeah, just a tad. Um, anyway, so my mum answered the door and um, the police officer said, Is your son in? And she said, Yeah, he's in bed. So it got me up and everything, and um, yeah, it was some kind of prank call. Oh, what, to your grandparents? To my grandmother, yeah. See, what did they say to you then? Were you like, did you make this call? What were you doing? Or well, they, they, they give... just asked, you know, did you know anything about it? And this, I said, I've been asleep. I have absolutely no clue uh, of what's been going on. Anyway, whilst I was talking to the police my nan actually phoned I don't know what she expected to to hear on the end of the phone to be honest but she phoned and my mum answered the phone and she went into a bit of a state of shock because my mum had answered the phone oh no and uh, my dad had to go over to Hemel and pick them up so that she could see that everyone was alright yeah and my nan kept going oh I'm really sorry Mark I'm really sorry I know you wouldn't have done that kind of thing yeah yeah, thanks for the of confidence yeah <laughs> but yeah god yeah if, if, if mum and mum and dad had been at work I would have been in stuck yeah exactly you would have been like put you in the back of a police car and get into their places of business as it were mm-hmm. yeah pretty pronto <laughs> quicker than you could say Uncle Bert Humperdinck 
<laughs> yeah, and that's not very easy to say sometimes. No. <laughs> Have you seen um, the Eddie Izzard sketch on that as to how they actually come up with that name? Um, I haven't, but the article that I've been I was reading from about it, uh, the the video clip is actually at the bottom. Oh, brilliant! Like the Eddie Izzard video clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Definitely, he's like, oh, that's a three a.m. decision. That one, like three in the morning. It's like, oh, so what have we got so far? Uh, Dinkelbert, Dinkelback, <laughs> and they go through all these names. It's like Enkelbert, Humperdinck, Dinkelback, Dinkelback. <laughs> it's like a couple more. He's like, no, 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 go, go, go back. What was that one before? Oh, <laughs> uh, brilliant! Yeah, you've got to check it out. It's brilliant. It's right up there with the Star Wars canteen scene. That is. <laughs> <laughs> um, right before you go yes, I'm going to say um, we've got a lot of things coming up on the show um, yeah. I have I don't know if you've seen the blog lately I have been in touch with my cousin Steve about his um, challenge across Africa in, in his jeep and he's willing to do uh, a talk with me um, yeah. and he's supposed to be coming back to me before the end of the week to let me know whether his co-driver wants to be in on it as well oh brilliant so that'll be something great to, to come up with um, yeah. also later this month I am going to the Ideal Home show at Ells Court okay. and I'll be taking the recorder with me and uh, doing a report from there yeah uh, next month we've got um, Yuri's Night coming up on uh, April the 12th Yuri Gagarin yep Yuri's Night it's every every April the 12th they have a big celebration around the world there was over 750 different events going on last year because of it being the 50th anniversary yeah and not only that it was the 30th anniversary on the same day Oh, Hang on, 50th uh, anniversary. I thought he went into space in 63. 61. Oh, 61, okay. Um, he, couldn't, he couldn't have gone in 63 because John Glenn was up there in 62. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have changed history completely. Yeah, just a tad. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a much better ring to it anyway than what was the other guy's name? Which one? The other one you just said. John Glenn. Yeah, definitely. Yuri Day is better than John Day. John Day. I used to love a John Day, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was the 50th anniversary of Yuri Gagarin's first flight into space, as well as the 30th anniversary of the first space shuttle launch on exactly the same day. Uh, which is probably why they did it, even though they didn't want to admit it. Yeah, probably. Um, and it was also um, John Witt's who's the other guy who's involved in the garbage pod. Yep. Um, it was his birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So we, we went to a... Uh, it wasn't a party, because a lot of the Yuri, Yuri's Night celebrations are parties. If you go to the ones at the big space agencies and whatnot, they are huge parties. We actually went to a thing over at Hitchin about... Uh, it was a guy called uh, Terry Ransom who um, actually worked at Balconor. Uh, He actually worked on the Soyuz rockets. And uh, he gave us a talk about his time working at Balconor and Yuri Gagarin's life. He also talked about his time when he worked for NASA and he was actually working for the company that built the rocket boosters for Columbia. Oh, wow, Okay. And he also, then this is his downfall, downfall worked on the Beagle 2. <coughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know what happened to that. Yeah, she probably well, got put down because she was old. Nobody actually knows what happened to that. It just disappeared. Okay. On Mars. Oh, okay. <laughs> they lost the signal and never saw it again. Similar to the Mars lander on Big Bang Theory, yeah? Yeah. but um, yeah so we've got that coming up and then later in the year we have something that you and me are both involved in okay the Paralympics 
Oh, yes, yes, very good point, which I need to give you money for. Yeah, um, well, I haven't actually got the tickets yet. They won't give us the tickets till uh, the summer. But you've, paid for, you've had to pay for them already, though, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, they, people who've had the Olympic tickets haven't had their tickets yet. Really? No, they haven't had any tickets yet. They've paid the money, haven't had the yep. tickets. They uh, paid the money in February, didn't they? Something like that. E- before. before. Then, I think, because I... Actually, wasn't it last year? It was last year. It was last year. It was June, wasn't it? Yeah, it must have been, because I... I, When did I do that? It was September. It must have been September when I uh, bought my tickets for the Paralympics. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, It's going to be uh, early June, I think, for the Olympic tickets, and uh, possibly uh, July for us. Yeah, because um, luckily we've been told that if we do have tickets to the Olympics or Paralympics, we can actually have the day off work, whereas um, at any other time during the Olympics, you're not allowed any time off. Right, OK. Um, but we are, because we've got tickets, obviously, we're allowed to have that time off. Now, when we're going, it's the 31st of August. Uh, isn't that a bank holiday? Uh, it's a Friday. Oh, OK. So, yeah, uh, 31st of August, it's a Friday, um, so we can do some recordings from around there, hopefully, not in the stadium, I don't think they'll allow you to, but um, in, the, in the village, not in the village, in the, whatever you call the area, the complex, we can have a little bit of a look round. Yeah, we'd have to look around and then do a recording afterwards, wouldn't we? Because you wouldn't be able to take any kind of recording equipment in or around the village. Or the... Um, I don't know what they call it. What do they call it? <laughs> um, well, the the village is where the athletes, the athletes live. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just, I suppose, it'd be the, the, park. the complex or the Olympic stadium. Park. Yeah. 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 Um, I can't see them stopping you whilst you're around the park area because it is actual streets and stuff as well as area, you know areas of um, Olympic uh, events but um, yeah uh, it would be good if I could record in, in there I mean if you'd seen if you've seen the size of this new recorder that I've I've got yeah it, it is literally no bigger than the Milky Way bar oh the one that you've got your little sock for yeah Okay, but um, yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be really good. So we need to get up there fairly early-ish so that we can be there for the day and really take in the the whole thing because it's going to be in the evening. Yeah, so we need to book the thirty first off then, thirty first of August. Yeah, I think you got the dates on that email I sent you actually about yeah, it. Yeah, I should have. I've got that in my um, in my personal stuff. So, um, how much do I owe you for the tickets anyway? Uh, twenty. I think it's twenty-three quid. Um, do you want me to give it to you? Um, well, can I give it to you next month? Whenever, whenever it's it's easy for you to be honest. You paid it off the card, or? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Um, yeah, if I give it to you next month, then sorry, buddy, I've completely forgot about that. Hey, don't worry about it. I said I'd forgotten about it because I hadn't actually got my tickets yet. So. Um... Yeah, let me know. Let me know if you want me to um, to like back it, or um, if you want me to give you cash when I see you. Or yeah, yeah, we'll sort something out. Don't worry. We'll back in the ferry anytime soon. Um, hopefully, yeah. I'll I'll let you know either way. Yeah. So um, the other thing that I might have coming up, I don't know for sure yet. I've applied for a pair of tickets for the Jubilee concert. Ooh, okay. So. Uh, uh, I'll know by the 22nd of March whether I've got tickets. But you'll take Donnie to that, though, Oh, yeah, you? yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I want to go because um, people, it's, Madness are going to be there this year, so uh, I want to see, oh, yeah, okay. see Madness. That would be amazing to see Madness, actually. I'm kind of saving my money this year for... Um, yeah, you're getting I'm, a car, aren't you? Um, well, more important than a car, dare I say, is going to see Lady Gaga this year because... Um, we waited for ages, didn't we, till we saw Prince, mm-hmm. and that was the last time we did his greatest hit. So we were bloody lucky with that one. Oh yeah. 
and uh, yeah, thank you again for that, by the way. Um, but yeah, no, I've got to go and I'd never saw Jackson when he was around. Do you know what I mean? So I've got to go and see Gaga while she's in her prime. Mm-hmm. See, I'm lucky there because I did actually go and see Michael Jackson. Uh, I was lucky enough. I got a free ticket for that. Well, <laughs> what, were you a young boy or something? I got a free ticket because um, friends of mine's family used to work for CBS. And people who worked at CBS got free tickets to go and see Michael Jackson at Aintree. At Aintree? Yeah, he did a, he did a concert at Aintree. And it, went, it was the bad, the bad tour. And, uh, yeah, he did a concert. <laughs> it's funny when you say that, because you, like, when you describe something as a bad tour, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to remember that that was the name of the album. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we went up to uh, Aintree, and uh, got to see Michael Jackson. I mean, I, I nearly got to see Prince before. Um, he did. A, he was going to do a concert at Blenheim Palace. Oh, uh, yeah, over in Oxford. Uh, yeah, and uh, he cancelled because he got a cold. Oh, okay. And um, flew back to Paisley Park. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, it all got cancelled, so didn't get. Not to be confused with Glasgow. No. Paisley Road. <laughs> um, somebody actually sent me a, a text message once. They were uh, <laughs> they were at a, uh, a quiz night, pub quiz. Yeah, and um, they know I know quite a bit about music and stuff. And one of the questions that came up at the pub quiz, and she was a big Prince fan, and I'm surprised she never got it. And she's racking her brain. The question was: name Prince song that is got similarities with a place in Scotland, right? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So, so Paisley Park. Yeah, so I'm. She's racking her brain. She can't think of the song. She's Hello. gone. She's gone to the lady. She's texting me. What Prince song's got a Scottish name in the title? She she's um, one of the biggest Prince fans I know. Is this the one that thought that the song "Darling Nikki" was named after? Oh her? yes. Okay. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Uh... Yes. Um, anyway, enough said about that. Yeah, fair Right, I suppose I'd better let you go. Hopefully, you'll come back and join us again. And don't... Certainly, it'll be my absolute pleasure, sir. <laughs> Just let me know when and where. No problem. Um, and don't forget, folks, the Garbage Pod is where your input is our output. Take care, and I'll speak to you again soon. The Garbage Pod is a Spamhead production.